Howard Recording Studio. <clears throat> yes, indeed. The most famous person that I know. Yeah. New book out. Oh, yeah, that's right. She has a new book out. Yeah, yeah. Well, we need to get her not, back on. Not not to... <laughs> show, show. Well, I can't talk. Show for show. show. Yeah, yeah, Sean Connery over here. Sean Special Connery. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, good to, good to be chatting at y'all. And that's what we do best. That's what, that's true. Yeah, ha, has uh, when you when you when you podcast, I know. Let's see. How do I say this? You've chatted about how certain lovely people in your life comment on the amount of words that you have. Yes. Do you find that when you podcast and when you get a chance to get some of the words out, that it creates some more peaceful environment? Ooh, nice. Um. I think that the words that I have are very similar to um, the grace that our Lord shows us and that there is no end. <laughs> Sorry, that's good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It, it, I can go on and on and on and on, man. I, I, um, it's almost like thrown into a sea without bottom or shore that's, that's right that's <laughs> right there many his mercy is more my words are more. jackson's words uh that's good yeah um no i i yeah it's almost like priming the pump on the <laughs> on, on the weed eater you know speak never mind no, I, oh yeah you got a new weed eater. i did get a new weed eater which you is like not it? i i do i've used it twice it's battery powered and i'm i'm very happy just what you said, priming the pump. It is nice to just pull the trigger, yeah, and something happens. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't have to pull a cord, so I would say it gives me a sense of peace. peace. <laughs> Segway, yes, <laughs> smooth transition. Speaking of which, have you ever ridden a Segway? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, uh no, I have not actually. I've, I've also like never laugh. I've never ridden one of the green scooters or No, me neither. Those look those those kind of scare me a little bit. Yeah. And maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know, but I do think I saw some young folks who are probably like in their 20s <laughs> riding oh, them around folk. downtown and yeah. I did have I I think I think it's official that you're old when you see people in their 20s riding those green scooters downtown, not really obeying the traffic laws, and you're just your curmudgeon comes out and you're thinking, "Oh, that's so dangerous!" And why don't they have helmets on and get run over and get off my lawn? Get off. <laughs> so yeah, I think we might we might have we hit. might be our our segue days might be behind us. <laughs> I like simultaneously have seen Segway tours, not here in Tulsa, but yeah. in other uh, cities, and have simultaneously laughed at them and envied at them at the same time. I'm like, yeah. that would be kind of cool, but I, I mean, would never. I would. Yeah. If somebody would, else bought one it. for me, yes. like a uh, bought a tour for me, I yeah, would they're happily probably not go. Cheap. I'm probably, guessing. I, mean, I, don't, I don't, know. don't know. I've never actually. Dear listener, into it. let us know, or if you'd like to. <laughs> Take us out for a segue tour. tour. Um, hit us up. Yeah. Yeah. So segue. Segue. Uh, we've been talking about fruits of the spirit. Fruit of the spirit. Fruit. Fruits. Fruit. Grape cluster of the spirit. <laughs> this is going to be a good episode. You yeah. can tell because of the way it is. Um, and I think we're on to peace today. We are. We've done love. Twice. Yeah. Joy. And now we're on to peace. Now we're on to peace. Yeah. And I think we talked a little bit last time about the relationship of joy and peace. And we kind of talked through all of this about, as we said, this is the, all of these are connected in some capacity. But what, so let's just maybe start with definitions and maybe, do you want to start with what do we think? What is the common conception of peace? And then maybe talk a little bit about what we think the biblical idea of peace is. 
whether those are the same or different. Okay. Yeah. We can we can try that. So I'm not I'm not the showrunner, you know, I'm just the <laughs> <laughs> Um I'm not the producer. Peace to me. Well, I don't want to say to me because I don't know that I have the same ideas of peace as everybody else. Um, but I would say the if you went up to somebody on the street, just any person, and talked about um, peace, what is peace? They would kind of say the absence of conflict, mm-hmm. almost like a live and let live, like you do you, I'll do it, like coexistence yeah. together without conflict. Yeah. Um, and I think that, yeah, we, we sort of, I think peace is one of those words, maybe like joy, that we use it in different contexts. So we use it on like a societal, global level. Yeah. And then we also use it personally. Like, Which is what I, I think of I need a more. moment's peace. Yeah. I need my kids to go to sleep <laughs> and be quiet. And then I can have a moment of quote unquote peace. Yeah. Which is, I, yeah. I, I tend to think less communally about peace yeah. and more personally about peace. Yeah. And like... Uh, I guess, quote unquote, since we're using those, quote unquote, um, inner peace, peace with yourself, at peace with um, maybe your thoughts and your emotions mm. and your cravings and all those all those things. Your inner your inner self that's not necessarily yeah. um, put out to the world, but only you can. You really have a glimpse at yeah. being at peace with that person. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I think about. Maybe that speaks about me and my huh. duck-like mentality mm-hmm. of on the outside, things are cool, and on the inside, it's <laughs> paddling away. Yeah. <laughs> There's oh, one of our favorite shows. is it's not a show. It's like radio broadcast. It's called Cabin Pressure. You've told me about I've this. Told I about, still have never. Yeah, you got to listen to it. But the one of the main characters, Martin Kreef, played by Benedict Cumberbatch. It's a it's like a podcast radio show, BBC drama. Anyways, he's in an interview and he's talking about how he's really, really, uh, kind of tense and anxious on the outside. But he's trying to say, but on the inside, he's really, really calm. And so he says, "I'm like a duck, like a upside down capsized duck." paddling like mad on the outside but really calm on the inside and he says can i start the interview over again (laughs) anyways just remind me of that that's not peace yeah yeah but i do think there's there's an internal component that we often think about there's an external component we can talk about peace in relationships peace between people we can talk about peace on a societal level maybe they're connected maybe they're not um, and I, I think, and I think peace is one of those things like joy that we, like everyone wants. Ask someone, would you like to be at peace? Would you like to have peace? Everyone thinks it's a great idea. I mean, world peace, right? Is the answer that everyone, everyone gives for, you know, what's the one thing you wish for, or hope for, and like the beauty pageant question, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> world peace. Um, I think you're right. It's desired. It's a desirable thing, but we also have a really hard time nailing down what that actually means. Just like joy. We um, kind of skirt the issue all the time. I say issue. I don't know what else to say, but we kind of skirt it. Like with joy, we really mean happiness when we use the word joy a lot of times. we Those are synonyms. And I think with peace... I don't know if contentment is missing the boat there or if that's a component mm-hmm. of, of peace, but I, that's usually what I think about is contentment, yeah. um, which I also think is a really hard thing for our world, our society to achieve or even strive for contentment, which is kind of contradictory to strive for contentment. But um, yeah, but I, I don't think contentment is necessarily always intuitive. No, I think you gotta. Yeah, you gotta try. Have it. a mindset. Yeah. of toward contentment. Yeah, yeah. So that's usually, I I would think that the 
person on the street would say absence of conflict, which I definitely think is a component of peace. Yeah. Um, but I would look more, for me, look more towards myself and yeah. being at odds with myself or at conflict or am I content with who I am, what I have, what my value is or my perceived value in the world. And I think to get there, we need to talk about being at peace. We've talked about being at peace with yourself, being at peace with the world, or the world communities being at peace with one another. But I think where you start is being at peace with God. Yeah. And that can seem, I think, simultaneously like intuitive and very foreign. Right, because God loves me. I'm not God. God's not bothered by me because He loves me. Right. Yeah. But yet we're waging war against Him. Right. Yeah. That's what sin is really doing. We're rebelling against Him. Yeah. And so we aren't at peace with yeah. God. And yeah. so becoming well, righteous is not a bad thing. That that's a good thing to be right with God. Yeah. That's a good thing. I think sometimes that gets. Um, well, I mean, a misnomer. Yeah, like there. we throw it in with self righteous. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We say righteousness when we mean self righteousness. Yeah. I think that's. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm kind of croaky this morning. Uh, yes, the weather has I'm changed. Drink some water real quick. <clears throat> um, but I think that, like all of these words, they're sort of the the uniqueness of the Christian perspective and the uniqueness of the biblical perspective comes because there's the divine component. And I think that you're right. Like the starting place for us is the vertical dimension of peace, peace with God. And then from that, and as a result of that comes, and we could talk about, the horizontal dimension of peace, which I, th- I think is sort of what we were talking about in terms of communal peace, in terms of internal peace, like all of those things are a result of or a subset of or flow from the dimension of peace with God. Because ultimately, I think we believe that God is the one who brings peace. And which I think is why just like joy, it's something that we desire and as as humans we sort of recognize that we're created for and we know peace is a good idea but i mean i think about so often in movies and stories and tropes there's like the villain trope and it's not universal but the villain trope of i want to establish peace and so i'm going to come in and rule with an iron fist or i don't know if you've ever seen the movie equilibrium and it's a society where, like, they've eliminated basically the arts and they've eliminated creativity and they've eliminated beauty. And it's just like this static society, but they've decided that that's the best way to create, quote unquote, peace. Because music and art creates feeling and angst and anger. And, you know, like, they want to create this, this society where no one's angry and no one's killing. Like, but it's, it's a peaceful society. Right. Right. But it's not a peaceful society. Um, And so and I think that so often our our attempts at whether it is societal peace or whether it is internal peace, um, they always fall flat and they always miss something apart from the divine element, (laughs) apart from the element of being uh, at peace with God. And then in some sense, letting God be the one who establishes peace. so, you, you talked about righteousness. I don't know. Do you want to? I mean, do we want to start with like say more about that, or like the vertical dimension of peace in the Christian life, or what that even the fruit of the spirit is peace from a vertical standpoint? You want to say more about that, or sure, I can say more about that. Um, you know, uh, I I don't know why this is popping into my head, but I I was um watching a podcast with Simon Simic Simic is that his name Cynic Cynic yeah that guy yeah. Yeah, yeah that guy and uh he said something that was really interesting 
about it's kind of how I feel about being at peace with God in all of these kind of dimensions that we've been talking about. And he said that in order for a person to thrive, and he's not talking about here, he's talking about personal relationships, but in order for a person to thrive, they need to have one person in their life that uh, will encourage them towards Mm -hmm. their goals. Say, yes, absolutely. I believe that you can do it. Go for it. This is, this is great. Simultaneously, that person needs to tell you when you're wrong Mm. and be able to tell you, hey, I know that this is your goal. I know that this is where you want to head, but I think you might be making a mistake here. Yeah. And they'd be a safe person to be able to say that. And then also simultaneously telling you when they're encouraging you to go for it, hey, this is this is great. You you could do this yeah. and be your cheerleader. The caveat there too being, and if it all goes wrong, I will still be here. Mm. And so mm. he said that that's, that's where we get into flourishing as mm. human beings. I like that. Yeah. Um, and being at that place with God, I think is being at peace with God and having that right relationship with God. Because I think, that we're quick to accept the encouragement of God that uh, Jesus came to uh, to to save us to die for our sins. God loves me. That's great. Yeah. And God will be there for me when it all goes wrong because yeah. He loves me. And then we just go on with our day. And yet we don't give God the space to say, "Hey." you're you're kind of wrong not mm. kind of wrong you're wrong you're wrong right <laughs> yeah. yeah we yeah. we revolt against that yeah and because we don't want to be told that we're wrong yeah or um maybe we live in we we let god give us the critique you know we receive the criticism or not the criticism constructive criticism the conviction of the holy spirit but we're paralyzed by not wanting to we don't hear the second part hmm. of the gospel of that. Hey, yeah. I'm when, still with you. I'm still with you. Yeah. You're yeah. going to mess up, right? There's yeah. not, it's not, it's not become in a right relationship with me and then never mess up again. Just yeah. like, this is your one shot. You yeah. get it. Um, but it's a continual relationship of being back to him. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if that's exactly what you wanted me to expand no, on, I, but that's what came to my mind. Yeah. No, I really like that. I think that's, and it, it's true. I think that both sides relate to peace because because ultimately we believe God, Old Testament God is a, God is a holy God. God is a, a good God, and God has done everything necessary for us to be in relationship with Him. We were just recently talking about Romans chapter three in uh, Sunday school, and you know Christ, God has redeemed us through Christ. Who we put forward as a um, sacrifice of atonement by his blood and that all that Old Testament imagery of the of the tabernacle and later the temple and Christ being the sacrifice that makes us um, at one that, that brings peace between us and him um, and and that's sort of the, the the starting point and also the it's a once for all sacrifice so like you said no matter what we do or even if we sort of break that peace we know God is still with us even if we fall flat God's still with us. And yet, because God has done that, there's that recognition of of sin. There's the recognition that we can still do things that sort of break the peace. And if we want to live in peace, if we want to live at peace with God, then it's according to his wisdom. It's according to his purposes, his law, we might say. Um, And... We yeah, it's so good. We we can't be at peace if we don't let God critique us. Yeah, in a sense, right? Um, and which I think is true of, and and I love what you just in any relationship in 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 marriage. Like if we're gonna be at peace with our spouse, we need to let them critique us to call us out when we're being an idiot or when we're not loving them well. Yeah, it can't you know, be a live and let live. It can't because be, no, then that's, that's going not, to degrade yeah. into yeah. something that it's not meant to be. That's which, two people like living in a house together doing yeah. what they want to do. Yeah. That's which, not a marriage. Which I think, so one of my favorite lines about peace is from 
Air Force One. I don't know if you ever saw Air Force One. A long time. A long ago. time ago. I'm more familiar with the Nelly song Air Force Ones. <laughs> I don't know if I know that. Because I can get to stomping in my Air Force Ones. It's about shoes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Are we like just enough of a different generation, Jackson? <laughs> you also have a huge music gap in well, your that's true. repertoire. I only listened to classical music for the first 30 years of my life. Yeah. Exactly. It's not entirely true, but it's <laughs> it's pretty close. It's, it's closer to true than Yeah. Um so Air Force 1, Harrison Ford, I think it was the first rated R movie that I that I watched. And Harrison Ford at a speed the beginning of the movie says that peace is not just the absence of conflict, but it's the presence of justice. And I've okay. always liked that line. And he's talking that that's an international stage, and I think we there's more we could talk about. But I think justice, which is related to righteousness in the biblical sense, is not just like about law, but it's about people in right relationship. Like Justice is happening when people are in right relationship and right standing with one another. And so I think in some sense you could say like your marriage, there's justice, quote unquote, in a marriage when you are loving one another and listening to one another and attending to one another and self-sacrificing for one another. And so there's a sense in which like there can't be peace without justice. Even in even in a personal relationship, even though he is talking in that scene about sort of yeah. international mm-hmm. politics and that's curious to me because I've never I've never looked at justice as a continual, almost static state. Hmm. I've always looked at justice as um I guess as um, reactionary to injustice. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I've looked at it as a response to this kind of state of equilibrium or state of rightness being infringed upon. Hmm. So it never thought of it as the goal state and maybe that's maybe we're just getting into semantics here and it's like okay the name for that state of everything being correct and everyone in peace with each other is righteousness or whatever i don't know what the name for it is but i don't know you just kind of described it as an ongoing state of justice Mm -hmm. and huh so i it's interesting yeah so I think so. You just got us to the word shalom. I would say, okay. When you when you talk about a state where sort of everything is as it should be, like that is really the the Hebrew Old Testament word shalom, which uh, is translated as peace. Okay. And often people will talk about it as a comprehensive well being, but it's it's really the idea of a society or a world a community, a cosmos, which is ordered entirely appropriately and as it should be, which I think is it is not synonymous with justice, but it is related to justice or yeah. righteousness. Yeah. And, and again, in, in, the, in the Greek, at least, uh, righteousness and justice have the same, like, root word. So okay. they're, like, they're connected concepts. But... Um, so I, I think I'll go back like Arthurian legend or I love you know we love Lord of the Rings. So this is true. This is true. So when spoiler alert, when Aragorn <laughs> the king <laughs> comes back and <laughs> establishes, it's, they've been out for a while, but just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when uh, but when when the Sauron is defeated and you know Mordor is uh emptied of of all the orcs and Aragorn takes up the throne of Gondor then there is the establishment of the kingdom there's the establishment of of justice as part of that there's been injustice up to that point and that justice is related to you can't have peace you can't have comprehensive well-being without that 
right ordering of society and without without justice being present and it's not just sauron is punished but there's this ongoing state of of everyone is in right relationship with one another and continues to be in right relationship with one another so i, I think that's where the, they're related ideas that that shalom includes justice shalom i'm making hand motions so yeah. you can see me uh it conclude it includes righteousness or this this right standing um and we continue from a divine standpoint we continue to be in right standing with god because of what christ has done and so there's there's this continuing aspect of justice that um is part of the the peace that we have with god well is what i would say and that's where i think that being at peace with god is the only way to get there um and i think because if we could come up with a concept of a cosmos where everything is in right relationship with each other and then we leave that to our own decision making what is right we're screwed yeah like there's that like you said every not every but a very common villain trope is someone trying to take that on you yeah. know, yeah. there's been this injustice in the world, and I'm going to set that right, and we're going to defeat this tyrannical government or whatever yeah. to right that wrong. And the pendulum ends up swinging the other way, where they become the tyrant yeah. and are perpetrating injustice yeah. upon people, even though they started out from a, since we're using lots of quote-unquotes, yeah. uh, just... Yeah. point right and so to think to have the audacity that we would be able to create such a place on our own mm-hmm. um is extreme hubris on our yeah. human part yeah. um and so being guided and directed by a right relationship with god and being content with God being God and us mm. not being God yeah. brings a huge sense of peace because I think what it does, or at least what it's done in part of my life, is that I know that ultimately injustice will be set right. And maybe it's my job to set it right in that moment. Mm. And maybe it's not. Mm. Um not that I feel great about saying that I should let injustice lie or just happen. But I also know that if I'm going to try and set an injustice right, usually my my personality is kind of go big or go home. So mm-hmm. I'm usually going to swing the pendulum the other way to yeah. where I'm going yeah. to be perpetrating injustice on the people who have perpetrated injustice. And that's not yeah. justice yeah. in my mind. That's not yeah. what I see as, <clears throat> as, as justice. Um, and so, so it's being okay with God being God and not just yeah. like washing your hands of it and saying, Oh, well, God will do what, God wants to do, but actually taking a leading from the Holy Spirit, taking um, the conviction from the Holy Spirit, but also prompting of the Holy Spirit of where do I act and what cause do I act on and yeah. what are, what are you calling me to? Yeah, um, I think is the only way that we'll ever get there. Yeah, I think that's really, really good. And and just thinking about again just generically relationally but if we've been wronged if you've ever been wronged by someone i think our normal impulse and even sort of desire for for justice is to punish or to get back at it's maybe revenge and and, and i think i think we we mix up revenge and justice a ton yeah in our yeah. society i think we have I a think... sense that something was done that's wrong and so we quote unquote one justice but yeah but what we end up sort of pursuing is is not justice but revenge um but i also i I think that's also where the where the the word again christ 
changes our mindset about peace, about justice, that the the weight of the cross that we can sometimes personalize, which is good. Like Christ died for us. That's important to know. Christ also died for my neighbor. And Christ also took on the suffering and the sin and the brokenness and the injustice of the world on himself to bring about forgiveness, to bring about restoration, to bring about peace. And as Christians then, right, Jesus says, like, I will repay. It's not up to you to repay. There are laws, there are systems that that in this kind of broken world we live that are necessary. But we're called to, I think, see that Christ has taken and is, is, is the one that only one that can bring justice. And so when we can, at least, um, we're called to seek forgiveness, to seek reconciliation. Um, and I think ultimately, even experientially, we sort of know that if you can be reconciled, that's all going to create more peace than, well, obviously than revenge, but even like sort of but someone getting their comeuppance, that's right? right. It's like, that, that doesn't ever seem to be the goal is for reconciliation to actually happen or yeah. for forgiveness to take place. Yeah. The goal always seems to be, I've been deprived of this and now I need to get this, Yeah. right? Or yeah. this was taken away, so now that needs to be taken away from you. Yeah. I need, and that, I guess on paper, might be balancing the scales, right? Yeah. But I don't... I don't see God doing that. And I don't yeah. see God calling me to do that. Yeah. Um, that is where my own selfish ambition really comes into play. Yeah. Of, and my own sense of rightness yeah. uh, instead of uh, God's sense of righteousness. So what's the role, would you say... And he starts off of like the spirit. So this is the fruit of the spirit. And we've talked about this. Is the, it's not the See. it's not the striving of the human or love my you know peace. It's the the fruit of the spirit. So, what would you say is the spirit's role in all of this? And and what's how is this particular fruit related to all kind of these ideas of peace that we've been talking about? That's a really interesting question, and probably the question that we should be answering given that it's the fruit of the spirit. And we've been talking for 30 minutes about not really Just that. sort of peace in general. But yeah. I think they're related, right? Yeah. We're setting the stage. We're just sure. setting the table. And now we can sit down and... So I think kind of from a personal inner peace standpoint, um, I'll go there rather than a communal yeah. Um, peace. Yeah. Non-aggression pact. Yeah. Um, I, I think the spirit's role in that is... So much of what causes anxiety and angst and this sense of unease, um, stress, all these these words that we could throw around, um, what causes that is a lack of trust, hmm. right? Yeah. Now, I'm talking about somebody who has a relationship with God already, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not talking about if you don't have a relationship with God, I think that you can find all these things once you have a relationship mm-hmm. with God. But if yeah. you you obviously have a lack of trust of God if you don't have a relationship, relationship with, with God, God. okay? Yeah, that's the um, So, but but for us who um, have a relationship with God or are on our way or starting that relationship with God, there's a lack of trust that God will provide, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that peace with I, I think I said this before on the on the um, podcast that I subscribe to the idea that all sin comes from fear mm. it, it's derived from from fear that it's mm. a fear of something um, a fear that God's holding back yeah. a fear that God won't come through yeah a fear that God really doesn't have, he's just crushing my fun. Yeah, you know, yeah, he, he doesn't yeah. really want what's best for me. Yeah. He wants to control me. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that, that's going to an extreme, but yeah, I yeah, think no. that usually our actions, um, our sins, the things that are out of balance in our lives come from something that can be derived going mm-hmm. back to 
one of those major fears. Yeah. And and so I think when we talk about being at peace with who God made us to be, that's not shutting down all of the things inside of us, right? It's getting them in the right place mm, yeah, and accepting them for what they are. And that, you know what, even though I might rant and rave and my emotions might go out of whack, yeah. disproportionately be angry at something, like God knows that about me. And my value has not changed because yeah. I had to slip up there or because I'm not happy with my action there, or I made a bad decision, right? Yeah. We're never going to bat a thousand, you know? Um, and for those of you who don't know baseball, that just means be perfect. Yeah. Um, and, and so where the spirit's role in that is, is I think as a comforter mm-hmm. and saying as a, as a simultaneous comforter and uh, convictor, right? To yeah. say, hey, this is out of balance here. You're not trusting hmm. me with this in your life. Yeah. You're not trusting me with your finances, or you're not trusting me with that that you have enough for, yeah. for provision of whatever. Um, you're not trusting me with your with your kids. Mm-hmm. Do you trust me? You know? Yeah. It's often yeah. the question that we can go yeah. back to is like, do you trust me? Yeah. Um and we want to control it, right? Yeah. I do at least. Um, And so I find myself with the spirit's role being to convict and remind me Mm -hmm. of, Hey, I've got this. And because I've got this, you've also got this. Like, let that go. Yeah. Let it go. Um, Let it go. Oh man. Let it go. Honestly though, that song like rocks out. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, it does. It does. I'm a fan. Adele Dazeem rock. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I say? Yeah. I don't want interrupt. To, sorry, no, I, interrupt I just, me. Like, totally. Dan, you are never like interrupting my thought or cutting me off because my thoughts have no end. <laughs> or maybe you're perpetually cutting me off. Perpetually cutting you off. Um, no, I I think that's that's really really good. And I just want to add in my mind also goes to fear of condemnation because mm. so i think that uh, Br- Brene brown talks about sort of the idea of fearing that we're never enough the, the scarcity mindset and, and i think that relates to a lot of different areas but even in sin or like so much of f- the fear in life i think can come to a sense of we don't we don't have enough we aren't enough we um God's grace isn't enough. There's sort of this fear of there's a lack of something or, yeah, I think that um, even I think about like the ability to take critique, whether it's from the spirit or someone else, you know, if we have, if we have this sort of scarcity mindset or if we already feel condemned by people or by God, or we don't feel like God's grace is sufficient, we don't remember that if we're not letting the spirit remind us that we're beloved and claimed and adopted and sort of all the stuff that we have this vertical dimension of peace. I, I think that really impacts like when someone critiques you, when someone calls into question what you're doing, if we don't have, if you don't have that sort of peace, it can be crushing, right? It, it can sort of totally, we get defensive or we, we bow up or whatever it is. And I think that that's related to sort of what you're talking about. And so I just think... And then that kind of spirals into this communal, like... Yeah. Lack of peace, right? Yeah, communal absolutely. Communal conflict, yeah, right? If, because of the way that we treated that person. Yes. And, or the way they treated us. So I'm going to treat them that yeah, way. Yeah. And then it goes on to this generational and I, back and forth. I do think there's so much... In, in some sense, I, I feel like it's a continuum, but there's not really any difference between the micro and the macro on a on questions of peace right yeah. it's just like i don't know you could replace societies and nations with individuals and you know people throw punches in nations it gets a lot worse but it's sort of a very similar 
sort of reality, I think. Yeah, I think so. And I don't I want think, to be simplistic, but I, I think that when we're talking about the spirit's role here, and when I said earlier that it's really maybe not my job to perpetrate justice throughout the world and that I don't have to react to every injustice. This is kind of what I'm talking about here is that I, it's not that I shouldn't be moved by injustice, but my, my initial response to that is not a healthy one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's ironic that we began by saying I'm Batman. I'm Batman. (laughs) Sorry, just yeah. thinking about vigilantes yeah. dealing out justice. Yeah. And Continue. No, no, no. I, and I think that that's, we have that that trope very yeah. often too, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't really know where I was going with Sorry, that. I, no, it's okay. I think I was bringing that back in though to being at peace with God bringing peace with who he created you to be mm. and being at peace with yourself and being secure within yeah. that. And it's yeah. not really secure and having security about you, but having security about whose you are yeah. and that that's where your definition comes from. Yeah. Um, I also think going back like to the bringing, feeling like we need to bring justice to situations or, I mean, I think there's, uh, again just the 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 framing of the narrative of scripture on on a cosmic level like we have this we have this peace and there's this personal peace and the spirit brings that and the spirit reminds us and i think comforts us convicts us but along with sort of the personal element there's also i think the spirit's reminder and conviction and this um reality that that what we have now is a foretaste of what will come and that god's kingdom is coming and that god's justice will be established that god's shalom will one day be the reality and so we can long for that we can hope for that we can work for that even but without the feeling of like i have to make this happen right it it goes back to trust like god's gonna do it god is we, we've been talking about there's the ongoing war conflict her, horrific um reality in in the middle east right now between israel and hamas and um it's just unspeakable the things that have yeah. gone on that are going on and you know peace and what what does that look like and what do we do and there's been quote unquote peace in that region from time to time and this feels like but in some sense there hasn't really ever been peace peace right? right there's 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 been there's been a lack of conflict but i think so what do we, what do we do and how to bring justice to that region you know what does that even look like um and i do think as a as a follower of christ there's an element of just saying like i this is so far beyond me all i can do is pray and seek to like love anyone that i come across that's like been caught up or you know you can do humanitarian efforts but in some sense i know the kingdom is coming and i know that we live in a broken world and so i can long and i can pray and not be consumed like i i my i I think it's easy to look at world events and feel like how could we ever even have internal peace like we, we read yeah. the headlines, we read the news, and it just feels like well, there's your problem. Stop doing that, and you're going to have a lot, more, <laughs> a lot peace. more peace. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. being dead yeah. serious. Yeah. But I think that as a as a Christian, like how can you walk through this this broken world with any sense of peace? And I think for me, a part of it is that we know where the story's headed. Yeah, and we know. And again, not that we don't care. Peace is not like, eh, well, that region. Yeah, there'll be peace one day. Yeah, no, we, we today, long and we strive and we weep with those who weep and we mourn with those who mourn. But similar, similarly to how joy can be present even when things are hard, I think peace can be present even when things are not at peace in our world because the Spirit's with us and because we know what God is, is doing. And so it can give us hope. Um, even when things don't seem peaceful on the surface. Um.
Well, and that kind of gets back to what I'm talking about is inner peace too. I know you kind of keep going to the communal side of things, and I keep yeah, no, it's good, it's good, yeah, 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 in in, inside is that when things are upheaval, the one thing that I find myself wanting to do is to control the situation. I feel out of control. Yeah, how can I control this situation? And some of these things are so huge that you can't possibly control any of it. Yeah, right. There are a select few players in the world that might have some control over this. Yeah. And we're not, I'm not one of them, yeah, we're not, right? Yeah. I'm not. But I don't need control over it. Yeah. And now I am not living where, you know, missiles are being fired and buildings are crumbling around me and horrific yeah. things are happening. So yeah. I don't want to sit here in my comfy chair and necessarily be like, this is how to have peace in the middle of a conflict because i've not i've not been in the middle of that and i don't know but take a step back from israel palestine and just when things are generally in upheaval in your life i think the sense is to try to control it somehow Mm -hmm. and having the and and usually when we're grasping at straws we're we're making bad decisions we're not treating people correctly i think we can uh look at this around Thanksgiving with whoever's in the kitchen and things are in upheaval and it's going a little crazy. They just start grasping at stuff. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, but there's somebody that wants to control the situation and take control of the situation. And usually they do it not a great way. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And that's oftentimes starts family arguments and all this stuff. Um, When, when we can recognize that we don't have control and we can trust the one who does have control, even when it looks really bad, yeah. it brings about a contentment. Yeah. It brings about a peace yeah. with, you know what? All I can do is pray and be present yeah. and God's going to do what God's going to do. Yeah. And he might call me to some action. But he might not. I, this is out of my control, but it's not out of his control. And to trust that yeah. statement right there is radical. It's not an easy thing to do. And so that's what I think that the Spirit's role in all of this is, is that is not something that we can will ourselves into. That, that is beyond the human ability to do. Yeah, It's... In, in in my opinion, I yeah. that that is the peace of Christ that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. Is that when things are in upheaval and completely out of control, yeah. and out of our ability to do anything yeah. about to say, God, you're God, and I believe that you're a good God, and yeah. even there's nothing good happening around me right now. Yeah. You're in control, and I'm going to trust you. Yeah, I'll, and be I'll, okay with that. Yeah. I love that. And just Philippians 4 makes me think of what you're you're talking about. We're just in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice, which joy. That's joy. Joy. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is hand, sort of that big scope. Do not be anxious in anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I think that's exactly what you're saying, right? I mean, what is what is prayer and supplication? It's saying, God, you're in charge and I'm not. Yeah. It's letting go. It's it's giving it over to God, what God alone can org- order and 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 bring about and saying, like, I can't do this. Like that's um and it's in that context that we experience peace. And I think that sometimes we cannot feel peace because we've submitted to that and we've submitted our control and we've had our prayer and our supplication, but we're not seeing anything mm-hmm. like nothing's happening. Yeah. And we have to be patient. Love, joy, peace, and sorry to Segway. say to you, you're going to have to be patient for another two weeks to hear our next <laughs> ramblings. Yes. Uh, I'm assuming we're out of time. Yeah, we are. Okay. 
Where do we, we want to? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot more we could say about I this know. one. I was wondering if we want to talk about Jesus, Matthew 10. Um, we can get start with that. Um, okay. Sure. Or, why not? Or I can offer, I don't know. To start with the next time? Yeah. Yeah, we can we can piece patience in there. Okay. Piecemeal patience? Sure. Piecemeal patience? We can patiently... Patience can wait its turn. Yeah. Lord, give me patience. Give it to me now. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. Uh, that's, you know, my report card, my mom found my report card from sixth grade. And, Recently? Uh, it was about a year ago. Okay. And we put goals. We got to enter in goals on our report yeah. card. And my goal was to be, um, be more organized and efficient. And Dan has done my uh, performance reviews for the past 10 years. <laughs> That's been my goal. <laughs> Every single time. And that's kind of like my prayer for patience. It's like <laughs> perpetual. I'm just like, oh, God, you're probably so impatient with me because of how often I'm like, God, give me patience, give me patience. Lord, bring your spirit yeah. to give me patience because I have none. Yeah, I will say though, Jackson, I've been praying that for a long time. I mean, time. it may not feel like it, but I've seen you with the junior hires on mission trips and retreats, and you're pretty patient. You are pretty patient. You put up with a lot. So, God's God's doing something. It may not feel like it, but uh, you know, there's certain people that I have a whole lot of patience with, and then they're my kids. <laughs> And I have a lot of patience with them. Just, yeah. I don't know. There are people that push your buttons. But there you know? are. There are. And I got one kid that, like, out of the womb, just... Beep, bop, boop, boop, yep. beep, bop, boop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Lord, have mercy on me, please. It's a good prayer. Yeah, it Lord is. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Yeah. Lord, oh, I thought you meant, us. like, have... Give me patience. Oh, that too. <laughs> Both. Both are good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for being uh, patient with us. Yeah. As we have winded down we this episode <laughs> for the last five minutes. And rambled through our conversation yeah. on peace. Winded, wound. Are wound they down. both wound, wound down. down? Wound down. Wound down. Yeah, brown we, cow. Yeah, we wound down. Wound down, not yeah. winded down. No. We winded. (laughs) We were winded as we wound it down. Yeah. Okay. Peace. Talk at you next time. May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen.